Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars. The games. Starting defense. Place at the table. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. A comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. It is time for football Sunday. Hello, Rashad. Hello, Joe. How are you doing this morning? Michael, Joseph. What's going on? Didn't just need to repeat the name. I did ask how you're doing this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, Rashad. Hello, (laughs) fellas. I was expecting more snow this morning. I'm not going to lie. They were really putting it out there on Twitter yesterday. I was following a couple of the meteorologists that that I follow, and they were like, ah, it could be one to five inches. And it, I was like, five inches? It would happen on a on a Saturday night, you know, when there's – it could have happened Friday yep. when you know, there was school and kids could have been – and adults could have been like, oh, I can't go to work today. But, no, it happened on Saturday night when everybody was in the house anyway. Well, it didn't happen, at least over by me, because I got out of the got out of the house and my car had a little bit of slush on it. It wasn't even icy. I just used the windshield wipers and went away, and off I went. So What a tease. It was a tease. But I'm actually happy it didn't snow because then we didn't have to drive in the sun to get here. Because if it was five inches and Portland was not ready for it, that was going to be a... Uh... Sorry, guys. I wasn't going to make it. <laughs> I'm just being... I'm, I got to be, you know, real. Yeah, look, audience, you know... Like, hey, man. I just gotta, call sw- swag. Look, we can't make it with the snow, We got to figure man. out how to do some stuff remotely. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that uh, the, the problem is, is we've got, like, two things that can do that. So we'd have to know ahead of time that we would need them. Yeah. Let's all get one. I'll chip in. They're very expensive. Yeah, I'll chip in. <laughs> I don't think you want to pay for that. Uh, we'll see. I don't think you want to pay for that. Um, but, yeah, so we are here. We are back. We've uh, It's been kind of a mishmash of shows for us the last few weeks, and it's going to continue to be like that throughout the rest of the holidays. I believe we're off again next week, but we're back for uh, January 2nd. So uh, it's just inconsistent just because of the holidays and the bowl games and all sorts of stuff going on, plus, you know, schedules for people being off. But we're here this week. And it's a good week to be here, especially for those of you who listen to us for the fantasy advice, because for most of you, it is the first week of the fantasy football playoffs this week. And if you have fantasy football starts at questions, you can text them to 503-250-1080. And uh, we'll get to them with Jesse Osmond from Explicit Fantasy Football at 930. But there is a lot to get to on the show today. Oregon State played their bowl game already. Played might be a kind word. They uh, were they there. Participated. They they got a participation trophy. Yes, there you go. in their bowl game yesterday. Uh, Oregon hired a new head coach in the last week. 
that uh, that happened. Dan Lanning, the Georgia defensive coordinator, is now the Oregon head coach. But there's drama around that as well, thanks to a letter that was sent to the university by some former players. And by some, I mean all of the big-name former players. And uh, so we'll get to that. COVID's back in all of sports. The NBA's having a lot of issues. The NFL's having a lot of issues. The NHL's having a lot of issues. We're all having fun. Uh, COVID is back. The Omicron variants wreaking havoc in sports. So that's a thing we'll get to as well. And uh, we'll have Hate It or Love It coming up at 9.15. Here's the thing. I've been off all week. This was my staycation. And, boy, I've never checked out more during a staycation than I did this week, which was totally needed. And um, I will say this. I'm sure I've said it on the show before. If you as a human being have any vacation days left, use some of them for a staycation. Like it is the most restorative thing you can do because if you go on vacation or you go somewhere, you know, you're traveling, which is a little stressful. And when you go somewhere, like you're doing stuff, you're planning stuff, you're scheduling things out. If you're doing a staycation, like I literally for the first five days of that time off that I had turned my brain off and just went, what do you want to do at this very moment? And I did that for five straight days and it was glorious. And then, like, I went out to lunch with a, with a, with a friend, actually with Jesse. I went out to lunch with him a couple days ago, and I was with my girlfriend and her kids yesterday. So I had stuff to do. But for a couple of days, I just did whatever the bleep I wanted. And it was so glorious to not have to worry about anything that it was, like, an external, like, ah, I got to do this. Was, no, I don't have to do anything. I want to do this, so I'm going to do this. Well, it's glorious. For me, every any day off is, is a staycation. The one thing you'll learn about me, fellas, I'm incredibly lazy. You talk a big game about you know, going out like, all the time. No, seriously. Like, how, seriously, like, how many times I'm like, man, I'll probably do this after the show, but I think I'm just going to go home. Uh, every every single do, weekend. Probably going to do this. Man, I want to go do this, but, you know, I think home is better. It, it you know? even reaches a level of, man, should I really cook this up? I want to have this. And then you're like, eh, I'll just order yeah, food. Yeah, no, I don't want to <laughs> do that. And then guess what? I end up cooking anyway just because I hate ordering food on Sundays. So every day that I'm home is pretty much a staycation. The thing is, I'm almost like I very seldom get those days off. You know, this mm-hmm. is my this is this is work, and I'm using I use that term incredibly loosely. It is something because, that you have to do. Yeah, this it is, is something it is based that, around you know, the time. Yes, but I don't feel like coming in and talking to my to my friends on a Sunday morning is is much real work i mean i don't know there are a lot of people that would love this job you know to, and i know that because they say tell me all the time they would love this job to come in and, and get paid to uh to do this but when i'm home man please shoes off heat up where's a blanket get my snuggie you know turn on some some whatever is on <laughs> like usually like sundays i have a confession to make like i can't just jump right into football sometimes oh really sometimes i have to be meant and sometimes the morning the games in the morning i can't watch red zone red zone is hard for me to watch I really to see I'm, i want to see the game God. because i feel like red zone doesn't tell the whole story i'm addicted to red zone because yeah because i feel like your, your brain works better than that but i have to see a game in front of me i need to see you know mistakes that are made over and over that's I, you get a better gauge of a team like that it's hard to look at red zone and see some stuff like that but before that i might watch the office or Parks and Rec, or something for 20, 30 minutes, you know, something fun, funny, and then I'm like, okay, let me turn back to this game and mm. see what's going on. Just I see. real lazy, lazy days. Then I'm ordering food, breakfast places, the uh, hot cake, uh, the, wait a minute, the um, 
Rashad loves his breakfast food. I love breakfast food, man. That's probably my favorite food. Uh, I think most people would probably agree with that, and I'm I'm the the weird one in that that it's actually my least favorite meal. I remember you saying that. You but I, I like breakfast weird. food, but it's not my favorite. No, man, omelets aren't great. They are tasty. Oh man, just all every type of eggs. Eggs are so great. You can serve them like 15 types, and every way. Is Look, great. I will be happy if someone brings me to a breakfast restaurant and eat breakfast food, but if it is my choice, I will often not choose breakfast food. Joe, where do just you stand on breakfast, bro? Uh, I absolutely love it, but I just don't give myself enough time and thought process to make it enough. So I clearly don't love it enough yeah. to. <laughs> and I'm a breakfast to dinner that. guy. Like, I'm, oh, I'll ooh, do that all I'm day one long. Of those, I'm I, one struggle, of those I struggle with that. I have a I have a thing in my head where I'm like, it's lunchtime. I have to eat lunch. It's breakfast time. I have to eat breakfast. It's dinner. I'm eating dinner. I have a weird thing about that. Oh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't mind doing that, but it's definitely you know a once every few months thing where I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's you know not what? all the time. But I the- got sausage, I got bacon, I got you know egg. I have everything, and I don't really want to put much thought into making a meal. We're doing breakfast. It's today. a very you know as a parent, it's a very lazy meal that you can make really quick. Like I have you know if you have like a little griddle or something like that, everything is done in about seven minutes. So that's great. So those nights were for my son. I'm like, man, I don't want to cook. How about French toast, buddy? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll absolutely eat that. And yeah, super easy. But. This text came in and said, as a perfect example of what you're talking about, Rashad, is had the Patriots receiver not dropped <laughs> a perfectly thrown ball last night, the block punt for a touchdown never would have occurred because the Pats would have at least been in field goal range. It's a perfect example of why I can't watch Red Zone either. I will say this. <laughs> I think there's a very big misconception with Red Zone in that, you do see most of what happens, especially in the good games, because they'll do quick, uh, they'll do quick uh, cutbacks and they'll, they'll show big plays. Um, I, I, there was no red zone yesterday; it was the only game on. But um, I imagine we would have seen that play leading up to the block punt. Probably now, you don't see everything, and there are certain games that that get more neglected for sure. But. I find that I have a really good idea of the game story and the game flow of most of the games that are being played on red zone. But maybe it's just because I've kind of gotten used to the flow of it. Well, number one to the text are touche because, you know, <laughs> I, I see the little dig there about my pats going down. I'm just but annoyed that I started right. Ramondre Stevenson in the fantasy playoffs because he was a starter yesterday yeah, and didn't that. have COVID. Yeah, but, you know, uh, but, yeah, sometimes things can get missed on fantasy, and they will show – big you know the big plays or mm-hmm. the, the game-changing plays and things like that but it's those things in between there you know the, the 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 penalties the you know the possible ejections or whatever like the the different schemes that defenses will use is certain things that you'll start to look at and everything once you've been watching football for like we i think we get bored sometime watching football so we start looking at all types of other things you know just to, to stay interested in the game sometimes so that is where red zone is good because it'll yeah. keep you moving yeah, I, I often will do that. Like, I'll, I'll watch Sunday Night Football, and I, I'll find myself, like, I've just been playing a game on my phone for 30 minutes, and then I look up, and I'm like, oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just kind of, like, lulls me into the do something else while you're watching like, this. The game like, is on, but I'm not fully invested in the, in all yeah. of the games and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I do think fantasy helps me with that a lot, though. Like, last Sunday night, I had two fantasy players going. Boy, was I uh, locked into that game, <laughs> especially because I needed to win. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, boy, there's a lot of places we can start. Start local. Well, I mean, we could start with COVID's back in sports. We could start with the Beavs, who played yesterday, or we could start with the Ducks. 
probably start with the Beavs because they had a game. Okay. Let's do the game. Choose Your Own Adventure leads us to the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, which was, well. <laughs> Terrible name. The, it, it was the L.A. Bowl, and Oregon State showed up for a drive, basically. We'll get to that next. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 817 here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad and Joe with you until 10 o'clock. Fantasy Scramble coming up at 930 for your fantasy football questions for the playoffs for most of you this week. Love the song, man. I know you do. Oaks Park. I know you do. 1994. Lots of memories tied to the song. A whole bunch of them. So the Beebs played in the L.A. Bowl yesterday. It's their first bowl appearance in many a moon, and they lost to Utah State 24-13. to 13. Yeah. Not an ideal game for the Beavs. They came out and scored a touchdown on three plays on their very first drive, and then after that basically pooped the bed most of the game. They had a bunch of punts, had a missed field goal, had a couple of uh, turnovers on downs, had a late interception, as well as a late fumble in the, in the second half. So they kind of self-imploded in this game. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch this game at all. I was 
on on my staycation. I forgot it was happening. Living your life. Yeah, I was with my girlfriend yesterday, and I got the notification that the Beavs lost. I was like, oh, there's bowl games happening. That's how disconnected I was. But I went back and I and I read through some stuff about it, and I, I watched a little bit of the highlights. I'm not really. I don't really want to break down the bowl game that much anyway. It's a bowl no. game. And but what, honestly, but what, what I want to ask, and I know this is kind of what you want to ask as well. How much did Oregon State fan care about that specific game? Because it is the first bowl game in a very long time. This program has been down for a very long time. And getting back to a bowl game is a huge deal. Getting back to bowl eligibility is a huge deal for a program. It kind of is a mark to, to reach when you've been struggling for a long time, which the Beavs did do. But does the actual following bowl game matter? to the Oregon State fan, or is the fact that you were bowl eligible good enough in terms of, like, the hope for moving forward? Because, you know, as somebody who is a fan of a really bad college football team in Syracuse, you know, I would obviously root for them when they made the bowl game, and but if they lost the bowl game, I'd kind of be like, eh, okay, well, it's an exhibition. They still they were, they made the playoffs, quote-unquote. It was an exhibition, and they lost. I'm curious how Beavs fans feel because – if it was me as an Oregon State fan, I'd be frustrated they didn't show up against Utah State minus one drive. But I think I'd be like, well, still made a bowl game at least. I mean, I think if you're Oregon Oregon State fan, I don't want to speak for your fan base, but I don't think you, I don't think you care much that they that they lost. I think you care more that they got there. I think you care more that they had an opportunity to play in the Pac-12 championship. You know, I think. You look at your season, considering I think most of us in here thought that Oregon State would maybe finish with about five wins, possibly six, and make a bowl. Like at that's that was best case scenario for them. And what did they do? They came out and not just shocked the Pac-12, but they shocked a lot of the country because there was a lot of games they should have been in. And they win those balls go tip one or you know tip their way, then maybe Oregon State end, ended the season being ranked. You know we we don't know, but. The last time they played in a bowl game was September, excuse me, December 24th, 2013. 2013. So it's been eight years since they've been able to even be in a conversation to be in a bowl game. So, yeah, I think if you're an Oregon State fan, you're glad that your team is probably going to have a okay recruiting class. You know, they're, they're probably going to be a team that a lot of people in the Pac-12 circle because they know they're not just going to be able to come in and, and beat up on the poor old Beavs and Corvallis. So probably a little disappointed that you didn't win, but at the same time, like, man, who cares? We just played in a bowl game for the first time in almost a decade. I think also I think also the level of the bowl game matters. It's it's the L.A. Bowl. Yeah, it's right? the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, sorry. No, I, I, I was just saying, like, you know, there's no history. The If you watch the broadcast at all, it kind of – and a lot of people felt this way on Twitter that I was seeing. They felt like it was a joke. Like, it was not like Jimmy Kimmel even made a joke himself. Hey, when he was in the booth, thanks for uh, letting me make a mockery of college football for you guys. And the, <laughs> the game was just totally – it's like one of the those manufactured, like, is this even a real thing? Like, this isn't a bowl game that's been happening for 30 years, 20 years. Like, if this was the Holiday Bowl. The Papa even the, John's Bowl. Yeah, even the Sun Bowl. Something that there is some sort of history with the Pac-12. And it's like, oh, let's go, you know. But then when the game started and the more it kind of got into the action. And I, 
I could totally see Bees fans checking out after a while. It's just, it seemed like a very, it just seemed bizarre and not, like I said, manufactured. You could tell that it was just, oh, well, L.A. has a big-ass stadium now, and, well, let's have a bowl game here. And, well, all right, we need a sponsor. Jimmy Kimmel wants to sponsor it. Okay, sure. The he's he's going to pay us money for that? All right. All right, sounds good. The last time Oregon State had a meaningful bowl game, like one of the big bowls was the Fiesta Bowl in, on New Year's Day in 2001. Yeah. That was... That was pretty much it. There's been some Vegas Bowls, some inside Bowls, one couple Sun Bowls, you know, in between there, but nothing noteworthy or worthwhile. I go back and forth with bowl games in terms of how I feel about them in general. There is something very charming about mid-tier conference schools who have good seasons getting a chance to go on the national stage and play a uh, power five school and you know do what utah state did yesterday right you know the beavers were seven and five going into the bowl i mean utah state was i think like 10 and three but um or 10 and two but uh you know you get you get a chance to go in against power five team and be like look we're a good team we were good this year so there's something charming about that but on the flip side i struggle with the sheer amount of bowls and they just keep making more of them i mean joe mentions the la bowl was created because they built sofi stadium I mean, they they created another bowl this year just because they were worried that there would be too many teams who might be left out who had six wins, which some years, I guess, happens. Most years, there's a bunch of five-win teams that make the bad bowls because they're trying to fill it desperately. Um, that you, you shouldn't be making bowl games to get a six-and-six six team into a game. No. Like, that's a little bit ridiculous to me. So as much as I enjoy the charming aspect of that, it's generally bad football. And I remember I, I did a year once. This was early when I first moved here when I was like, uh, you know, my first or second year, I had a lot more time because I was just doing board hopping stuff and doing games. One bowl season, I committed to try to watch as many bowls as I could. And I think I watched like 20 of the 30 Yikes. that existed. Um, and I, I did that and I was like, never again. Because I watched a game like Toledo versus Boise in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl when Boise wasn't that good. And I watched that game, and it was like 24 to 14. Looking right at you, be the score. And it was awful and really bad football. And I was like, I, I'm really trying to watch these games to learn these teams and learn these bowls. And I just think it's bad. So... I'm torn every single year because there's always great games. Like I, the Western Kentucky quarterback set the record for most touchdown passes yesterday in his bowl game, and he put up like 69 points. I'm sure that was a ton of fun to watch. But outside of that, there's also a bunch of crap because you're getting six and six and seven and five teams who, yeah, okay, they, they're bowl eligible, but do they really deserve to show themselves in a playoff format? I don't know. So I'm, I'm always torn on it because I, I like some of it. I don't like some of it. And I think the Beavs kind of fell victim to the bad part of it, in my opinion. I'm curious what attendance... Playing in a crappy bowl against the Mountain West team. I'm curious what attendance looked like yesterday in SoFi. Like... Uh, it was, I'm pretty sure it was less than 30,000. Okay. I want to say that they... But that's, you know, tickets sold. You saw a, a wide shot of that stadium. There was a ton of empty seats. And granted, you're literally trying to fill one of the biggest stadiums now. I mean, SoFi... Right. Gigantic. How so many? it was uh, 42% filled according to the official attendance. 
which was 29,000 people. And mind you, it's hard to give out, you know, free tickets. Hey, man, come to this college football game. You know, that's what they were doing for a lot of people, you know, especially for a brand new stadium. Most people aren't buying tickets to. And how many people in L.A. are being, you know, sold on the Oregon State, Utah State bowl game? Come check it out. Hey, what are you doing this Saturday? I'm going to go to SoFi Stadium. Oh, is there like an NFL game going on Saturday? Kind of. No. Of sorts. No. I'm going to go watch a bowl game. Oh, okay. Is it like Wisconsin versus like who? Oregon? Like is this, you know, we got some blue bloods in there. Is it a huge game? No, no, no. But two two regional teams are playing in the West Coast. Not not really. You know, Utah State and oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go surfing. (laughs) Utah State. Is that like the team that beat Oregon? No, no, no. That's Utah. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's one thing we is know. Is Utah for sure. State the school that had a good season that's uh, run by uh, the, the Mormons? No, no, no. That's BYU also in Utah. Ah, yeah, what's no Utah thing. State? Eh, they're the Aggies. Wait, I thought that was Texas A&M. No, they, yeah. they're the Aggies. Multiple, multiple also. Aggies, yeah. So, yeah. What is nobody, an Aggie? Nobody. I don't know. It's for the agricultural schools. I don't know exactly if it, it, I think Aggies is just short for like agricultural, but. I I don't know if it's actually something else. Yeah, plant those crops. (laughs) Well, because Texas A&M was Texas agriculture and mechanical. Yes. Yes. Would you have gone to this game if you lived in L.A.? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, I mean, no, you're from you're from Oregon. It's like, oh, man, Oregon State's playing in this game. Are you going to go? Maybe if I'm from Oregon and I have some sort of yeah local connection to it. But for the most part, if I'm established in la i'm finding something else to do probably yeah. on a saturday yeah plus I, just from my own personal experience i'd rather watch a game on tv than go to a game like going to a football game they're long and you get bad views of certain plays the tv experience is great it is now sofi looks like a really cool stadium though so if that was my first chance to go to sofi like hey have you checked out sofi yet i got a free ticket to go see the beefs play I might go just to experience SoFi because it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if I would really go because of the football game. <laughs> I might more wander around the stadium while the game was going on and check out all the areas because it yeah. looks pretty sick. No, I, I'd go just to be able to be in the in the building, want to see what the uh, what the stadium actually looks like. Mm-hmm. I remember going down to Allegiant Stadium, like, oh man, this is this is dope. Like, yeah, this is super. And super SoFi fresh. looks even cooler than Allegiance, yeah. too. So I that's just the, that's the new Vegas one, by the way, for those who don't know. What I'm waiting for is the day that somehow, some way, the Oregon Ducks get a berth into the Bahamas Bowl. I don't think that's going to happen. Do I they? know. I know. I will. I'm uh, pretty sure their bowl tie-ins are like. <laughs> whack. And the Mac USA. and like the Conference USA, <laughs> like six seeds. <laughs> that's a good Why do the bad to? teams get to go to the Bahamas? Mid- Middle Tennessee why, why and Toledo rewarded, played right? this year. Yeah. Why are they rewarded? They shouldn't. Yeah. Why to is Toledo going to the Bahamas? I just remember reading the stories from the Bahamas Bowl uh, a couple of years ago of how there is like it's just chaos down there. Well, they don't really have infrastructure for football. No, well, like maybe that's why they send them. Like <laughs> half of the security gate check-ins for like tickets aren't even like guarded. You could literally just walk into the stadium. Yeah, I remember that. And carry around like 24 racks of beers around the stadium. Yeah, that doesn't sound safe. It sounds amazing. There's archery on the outside of the stadium. Definitely they have like four-year-olds like with a bow and arrow with, for their fun and games. <laughs> well, out that's there. it's at Atlantis, right? The big resort. I have no idea where it's at. Yeah, I think it is. So you're probably right near the resort. So it's you definitely can go bucket to the resort, list, so. though, for sure. Bahamas Bowl. Mm. 
Just the bowl, not just the Bahamas in general? <laughs> well, give me a reason also to go to the Bahamas, <laughs> like the ducks going to the... Well, the reason is that it's a beautiful Caribbean island that you can go to vacation there. Yeah, I yeah, guess, I guess football, I'll be Is that right? not a good enough reason for it? I guess I'll go because I'd rather I want to go watch Toledo versus uh, Middle Tennessee State. I want to go to the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. Go Rockets. Or how about uh, the Radiance Technology? Well, that's who, Independence who Bowl. Who was okay. working for marketing for these the, to name these games? The like, Lending Tree Bowl. Well, it's just the sponsor paid the most I, money. It doesn't. The name, they don't care about their name. name. I mean, give me the money. Get a better name. They, it, it can be something bowl presented by Lending Tree. Like, what's the problem? Like, Myrtle Beach you? Bowl presented by Tax Act. Jeez, yeah. <sighs> Louise. <laughs> This text says, to Mike's point, the Bulls aren't created necessarily for the 6-6 six six teams' egos. It's the same old reason for bad sports events. Someone trying to cash in on a niche-slash-fanatic market. Absolutely, because I'm still curious to know how much money that game made yesterday. Yep. You know, so. All right, well, let's get to a break here. Well, Jimmy Kimmel's ratings are going to go through the roof now. We well, at least that. everyone was saying his name for a couple of months, which is what he wanted. And... I mean, I'm not going to watch more Jimmy Kimmel because of it. But, hey, I've said his name a lot more than I thought I normally would. Let's get to the Ducks hiring Dan Lanning, huh? That happened uh, early this week, officially. And I'd like to get to the letter that was sent to Rob Mullins from the former players. We will do that next. First, Joe has sports. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 
8.36 here in your Sunday morning, in your Sunday morning, on your Sunday morning, for football Sunday. Fantasy Scramble coming up at 9.30. If you are in the playoffs or I guess in the last week of your regular season, text in your fantasy football starts at questions 503-250-1080. We'll get to them there. Also, the uh, Hater Love It segment coming up at 9.15. But Oregon made their hire of Dan Lanning as head coach. It was rumored last friday and or last thursday i think it was and it didn't happen until after the weekend or late in the weekend but dan lanning was the guy most duck fans seem pretty happy about this on social media when it happened it was uh he's a defensive coordinator he's young he's a good recruiter and he seemed genuinely really excited to be the oregon head coach now take all that kind of stuff with a grain of salt Remember Mario Cristobal when he was elevated from offensive line coach to be the head coach said, you know, I'm not going to leave here willingly. You're going to have to take me dragging and screaming or something like that. And then, well, he left here willingly for Miami. (laughs) So landing in the press conference said something similar, like, you know, this is the place I want to be. I don't want to go anywhere else. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but maybe he's telling the truth. That'd be nice. Um, He brought in a, a guy from Florida state to be the offensive coordinator and generally was able to keep some of the recruits who had bounced after Mario Cristobal on board. It's hard to do when the head coach leaves, but got, got, I think seven guys in the early signing period to sign. So that was solid considering how much instability there was in recruiting after Cristobal left. But, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I have any sort of great analysis on Dan Lanning. I, I, he, that defense in Georgia was amazing. So I hope that he brings that system over to a team that is loaded with defensive talent, young defensive talent, and turns the Oregon defense into a juggernaut defense. Um, And I hope that he is willing to give his offensive coordinator way more leeway than Mario Cristobal was uh, in in terms of giving him his his offensive coordinator leeway. The fact that Joe Moorhead, by the way, is coming back to coach the bowl game after he left to be the head coach of Akron because Cristobal's gone tells you everything you need to know about how Moorhead felt about Mario Cristobal. 100%. He was willing to leave immediately after the Pac-12 championship game, but the second Cristobal leaves, he goes, I'll go be the OC for the Ducks. It's almost going to be like a, I, I think it's going to be a nephew game. You're going to see his offense run in full. 500 yards passing for Anthony Brown. <laughs> I, I was just All of a sudden, say, he's finding every receiver wide open. Say, this, oh is gonna, God. this is going to be his... Uh, his, his the the thing is make, make his draft stock go through the roof because he's going to go out there and throw at least seven touchdowns. I just but, laughed at that. I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back now because Cristobal's gone. So they must have hated each other. You know, I'm always so curious. Like when head coaches take jobs and they all say the right things, right? Chauncey Billups comes to Portland and takes the job, says all the right things. You know, mm-hmm. defense is where we need to improve. This is a great great group of guys. Blah blah blah. All the stuff. What are we expecting guys to say when they take jobs? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm only going to be here for a couple of years, so I guess, so I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for for the Georgia job or for the Clemson job to open up, and then whew, I am out of here. Well, let's <laughs> hope that the, would, let's hope that the William Jewell College job doesn't open up, as if so. Dan Lanning, he's, he's going gone. back to his alma mater. <laughs> We're gone, screwed. But, but I, and I, I mean, I know we we want to believe these coaches are here for the long haul, but the truth is, man. And and this is in any industry. Like, there's always somebody that's probably just a little bit better, with the exception of 
you work, you're a big wig at Nike or uh, Universal or something to where it's like they're they're moving major products, not a lot of people competing with them. You work for Apple, you know, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people, you know, competing with you in certain regards. But in football, if you're good, and we know football is really a copycat, you know, sport in the NFL more than anything, but if you can have certain success at one place, then yeah, well, I mean, well, what about coming here? Bigger names, bigger program. It's what? always going to happen. Like, and so we can't be so surprised when in in three years, Dan Lanning, when um, I don't know, let's say, let's say for whatever Alabama opens up, it won't, but let's say it will. You know, and they said that's who we, who we want to be our head coach. We're crazy to think that he's not going to go to Alabama. No, of course. Year. You know, and so I, I would say, I want to ask this question. If you got 100% truth serum from players and coaches in all interviews, but it meant that in situations like this, you would know off the bat that the coach you hired was only going to be there for a couple of years. Would you take that deal to hear the truth serum from everybody else? Or do you, or do you like the illusion that the the press conference brings? I, I mean, I like the illusion the press conference brings, and it, it provides... A, a level of stability for a, for a little bit. Everybody is for comfortable. fan bases. Yeah. yeah, everybody's comfortable with the fact that okay, we have a coach who's going to be here for a while. Like Willie Taggart is such a weird situation because how often do you have a coach take a job and then leave within a year? Yeah, like it doesn't that, happen. That very almost often. never ever happens. You never. And so, yeah, I would I would rather sometimes coaches say, "Man, you know what? We'll see. I really love this job, but there's also some other opportunities." But you'd never say that in a job interview, would you? Like, I really like this job, but you know. Uh, I think there's also some other opportunities I'm trying to. You do that after you're offered the job. Yeah. Then you say, you know what, but there's some something else I'm kind of looking at. You don't say that at that point. So once you finally get it, like, we just have to understand. Damian Lillard saying, I want to be here. He's What is he supposed to say? I don't want If he says, could you imagine if Dame came out tomorrow, today, it was like, yeah, Portland's not a place I've ever really wanted to be. And I want to be. That man, he would get booed everywhere well, he went. And yeah. that would just be the way way it went. So that truth serum thing doesn't really work, you know. All the won't won't work in the world of sports. Well, that's what I'm saying is, I think you would get a lot of good things out of it. Yeah, you know, in in situations where you want the player and the coach to tell the truth, if there's drama, like Urban Meyer, maybe, like in that situation, you'd want the truth serum, right? It would be beneficial to you to know that Urban Meyer did in fact kick his kicker in the leg in training camp because he was missing kicks, uh, and did in fact kind of have a weird ego contest with his assistants, having them prove to him why they're worthy of being his assistants and, like, look at all the great things he's done. That would be great to have truth serum because Urban Meyer came out and did a a little, I'm going to call it a fluff piece, with uh, Ian Rappaport on NFL Network and denied everything. Oh, shocking, you denied everything. Um, But so that would be great. But you're right. In the Lillard thing, that could be hurtful. Mm -hmm. Or in in hiring a new new head coach – and they're like, well, look, this is a good job, of course. This is why I took it, but this is not where I want to be in the long term. Can you imagine how many of the, how many of his players or coaching staff are like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not staying here. Mm-hmm. You know, your recruits that you got, like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. So yeah, we do need that, that level of kind of secrecy, I guess. You know, just kind of keep it to yourself until it comes up. But we all know as soon as those names start being brought up, is oh. This coach might be interested in this job, or this job is interested in this coach. Like, yeah, he, we can pretty much consider them gone. But Dan Lanning, hopefully, he comes here and does great things for the Oregon Ducks. But if he's great, I understand that he's going to be poached by someone. Okay, let's get to the letter. 
The letter was sent by Joey Harrington, Marcus Mariota, Justin Herbert, Royce Freeman, Tyrell Crosby, Devin Allen, Hironis Grasu, Jordan Kent, George Reitster, Justin Peel, Wes Mallard, Ruben Drones, Achilles Smith, and uh, I don't know this guy's last name. Jordan Kent. Dino Filia. Um, that's who sent the letter. Why did Jordan Kent sign it? I mean, I get it. No, I get it. I know he played, but I mean, former Oregon player. I mean, okay, yeah. he's on the team. I guess <laughs> he knows those guys. He he agrees with this. Right. They they signed a letter and and sent it to Rob Mullins, and either Rob Mullins tried to follow it and it didn't happen, or you know something's going on in here. But it's a really interesting angle to take at a coaching hire of a top ten job. We'll get to that next. Football Sunday, the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I'm not going to read the Oregon letter. I thought about it, but I'm assuming that you've all heard it or read it at this point. It was earlier this week. I've just been out of town, so I haven't had a chance, or in town, but out of the studio. haven't had a chance to talk about it. So to sum it up, they really wanted stability back in the program, those former players, and they wanted Rob Mullins to consider hiring a candidate who had ties to the program who may want to stay at Oregon for an extended period of time. Now, the report that came out after this is that they did interview Justin Wilcox, the Cal head coach, the former Oregon Duck player, the son of Dave Wilcox, the brother of Josh Wilcox, an Oregon family that grew up in Junction City and a big Eugene-based family. And... The report says he turned the Ducks down, that they offered him the job. In large part, I'm going to say because of this push by former players to bring stability back, and he turned the job down. One, shocking, really, truly shocking that Wilcox would turn it down. He's in a really weird situation at Cal. The COVID restrictions have been so strict there in that county that they've had issues unique to only them in two straight college football seasons where they've had players ineligible to play due to proximity to positive COVID tests. And because of how strict the rules are there, they have, they've been playing really, really lean 
two seasons in a row. And he doesn't want to go back to the Ducks. It's very strange. And, hey, you make whatever decision you want. Maybe he's really happy in Cal. Maybe he doesn't want the pressure of being the coach of the school he played for. You know, maybe he doesn't want the pressure of being the local boy and and to 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 bring the program back to Oregon. Maybe he doesn't want that pressure, right? Uh, I mean, knowing Justin Wilcox and, and how he talks and how he, 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 you know, has been in interviews that he's done with the station, he's a very, like, football first guy. Like, I, I don't think he really cares a lot about the extra noise at all. It's just football. And there's a lot of extra noise around that idea of bringing him back for the stability, especially after this letter was sent, right? It almost adds even more pressure. So that was surprising to me. But I think, although I understand it to a certain extent, I'm surprised that all of these former players are requesting this in a letter. You know, college football has changed drastically since Oregon was a stable program. No longer do guys stay in jobs for a long time, especially at top-tier schools, especially at top-tier schools. Um, now, it's not to say that if you hired a guy like Justin Wilcox that it wouldn't have worked out, but it feels like you're moving backwards when in reality Oregon's on the precipice of moving forwards to a level they've never seen before. And it it... it it just kind of it felt weird to me when I when I read about this. It was it was like I it feels like you're stuck in the past or don't understand that college football's changed. But yet then again, we have Joey Harrington on every week on primetime and he's very well thought thought out about college football and a very thoughtful person. I mean, and Justin Herman and Marcus Mariota just played two and five years ago in college football, right? So and Royce Freeman too. You know, just in the league for a couple of years. So it's it's interesting to me where it's coming from. And and I, you know, for me, it's Oregon's moving in the right direction. And moving in the right direction means a lot more instability, but it also means good recruiting and more wins and higher expectations, which I think you should want as a college football program as well. So it just kind of it kind of hit wrong for me that the, the players would push so hard for this right at this moment, you know, in, I mean, in the Oregon ho- program i i kind of i understood and i i I understand um where the former players are coming from oregon traditionally isn't a blue blood and i think that was kind of made plain in the uh in the letter like it's a lot of hard-working um local athletes that really you know tried to make up the the identity of the oregon ducks in the 2000s and later 2000s and things like that it was knowing that you're going to have a Mike Bellotti stick around for 15 years or you know, for however long Mike Bellotti was the coach of U of O. And then to be able to have Chip Kelly in there for about a 10-year run, especially as a, as a coordinator, you know. Um, and it's different now. Now Oregon is seen as a, as a job, to, as a stepping stone job, like we, we mentioned a little earlier. Like it's no longer – well, I don't think it's – and to be honest, I think Bellotti stayed here because – the Oregon Ducks were just a a good football team. There was nothing super special about them. There was nothing. Every now and then, yes, you'll get an Akili Smith. You'll get uh, a Joey Harrington, stuff like that. But for the most part, growing up here in Oregon, I, all the all the Ducks gear and all that stuff, that wasn't happening when I was in high school. You know, unless you're about to go to University of Oregon, like all the Ducks, you know, that, that that's – that, I guess, spirit of the state of Oregon for the Ducks, that just didn't happen. Actually, in most cases, 
Oregon State was kind of a more popular team at that point. And so Bilotti stayed because, again, coaches were staying at that point. Nobody was really coming to poach Mike Bilotti, or maybe they were, and we just didn't know much about him because we weren't in the social media era. But, again, the Ducks were just an an okay team. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was just – I mean – Things change, though. I mean, th- I mean that Chip Kelly era, it dramatically it changed everything. It changed the footprint of this team where you have kids from the East Coast, the South, saying Oregon is my dream school. Yeah. You know, as silly as it seems, kids playing with Oregon on NCAA football, call video games and loving the offense and loving the uniforms. And it's just the program is trained has changed. Absolutely. Uh, dr- uh, dramatically very quickly too this isn't it wasn't like a 10 20 year thing it was like one coaching stint with chip kelly changed how this team was perceived it, around the country I, yep. and a lot of people have a hard time letting go of that era hence interviewing chip kelly again to have a second stint here and again you look at how college football is as a whole you have uh Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, one of the top schools in the nation, to go to LSU. You have Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma, who is a blue blood mm-hmm. in college football, to go coach USC, who's been down the last few years. No top program is essentially safe with their head coach and them getting something better and more money. Except for Alabama. Except for Alabama. Yeah, and that's the one exception. And like give it outside t- of that. And give it 10 years when Nick Saban leaves, what that might look like in the future for them. I mean, there's really nobody safe in the whole – wanting to have someone local it's like and I, I someone had a somewhat similar like analogy to this i can't remember who it's like you date someone and she is you know supermodel-esque and you're like damn all right i lucked out here and then they leave and they find a guy that's makes more money than you maybe a little bit better looking and you're like oh damn well that sucks all right well hey i i landed i landed a nine right there that i could do that again and then mario cristobal again takes you to Heights you never thought you had, and then he lives. He leaves again for supermodel. A ten, you're like, oh god, I, this sucks. It happened again. Well, I just can't get hurt again. I'm, I'm going to settle for a six, yeah. so that way I know that I I know what I have, and they won't leave for something better. I'll I'll have something that's more my. Their personality house. makes them a nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think just, Joe means a true six in this no, point. Yeah. No, yeah. So just I get it, wanting someone that's local to keep. I don't know the quote unquote tradition of the Oregon man, but. Dude, things have changed dramatically where you now are – you have the money, facilities, the image. You are trying to and, get into that blue and, blood category. And let's be real. And this is – I know we might hate to hear this here in Oregon, but as, as we look outside at this weather, this isn't just a, a, a December-type weather. This is what it looks like here in Oregon. So when you get to Eugene, this is what it looks like. Dude. So it doesn't – does it shock me that uh, Taggart left for a place like Florida State? No, it didn't. Does it shock me that uh, Mario Cristobal went to go live in uh, in Dade County? Not really. You know, it's just it's one of those things. I think, so, and it's the same reason I think Portland doesn't get a lot of free agents and stuff like that. It's yeah. just like, man, sometimes if my only dealings here are come here, it's cold, it's wet. It's, I don't want to. I don't want to stay here. So, head coaches, if you're making millions, yeah, man, let me go live in Miami. Let me go live. And I'm not mad at Wilcox for saying I'm not leaving. I'm leaving, leaving Berkeley. I'm leaving here to come back to Eugene. I'm good. Grew up in Eugene and Oregon my whole life. 
I'm good right where I am. There's an image from uh, Dan Lanning when he got off the private jet, and basically it's him walking down the steps. And just if you look at the background in the sky, it is just dark, gray, gloomy, apocalyptic. And like, I just what have I, I put myself my, into <laughs> exactly. I put myself in his shoes. Like, dear God, where did you I see go how fast to? Chip Kelly was running towards the, the to jet LA. to get to man? Like, yeah, I'm getting out of here, bro. I don't want to be here. He was probably like, man, it's at least not humid here. That's nice. It's true. Georgia's just Georgia's swampy. great though. But have you been to Georgia? <laughs> I have. It's awesome. You know, it's a it's a great state, and most depending on where you go. My final thought on this is, it felt like you were going to bring someone back out of fear of losing your coach again. You want to get your ex back? I think that that was a great example. Joe is that's exactly what Rob Mullins was doing, especially when it was Chip Kelly that was tied to it, as well as Justin Wilcox. It was a bunch of guys who had ties to the program. And it was, we don't want to get burned again. Here's the thing. In high-level college football, everyone gets burned. Oh, Joe just said it. Oklahoma, who has made the playoff multiple times, who has had a couple of Heisman winners, just had their NFL head coach, Darling, leave. Not for the NFL, but for USC. Beaches and bridges. Now, USC is probably a better job in Oklahoma if you look at everything all, all in the long run. But the move right at this very second was not a very good one. But he also then flipped a bunch of recruits, and he's probably going to turn that thing around in less than a year. Um, and you mentioned Notre Dame. Notre Dame coaches stay forever, and Brian Kelly left for LSU. So right now, Oregon is a stepping stone job. It just is. It is a fact. Schools that are really, really good but are not in the top four every year are always going to be stepping stone jobs for those top four or five jobs. You're not a stepping stone for everybody, but you're always going to be a stepping stone for those top jobs and you're going to get a little bit unlucky every once in a while if, say, their school opens up, like like Miami. Because there was the report, member that Cristobal turned down USC. So it was really Miami or nowhere else for Cristobal, and Miami opened up, and they paid him a lot of money. So you are a stepping stone right now. To get out of the stepping stone range and become the destination school, you got to go through this period of instability with coaches because you have really good coaches who are also looking to get to the top of the mountain. And you might get lucky and find the guy who is the mix of both and can get you to the top and then wants to stay. And that's fine. But you got to go through this to get to that. You shouldn't fall back to Justin Wilcox and hope that you're going to be able to go back to the old school Oregon where you develop players better. And, you know, it was it was different. It's everything has changed. And it's it's not worth it to go back to on that hope that something's going to be like it was back in the day when that's never going to happen. No, I, and Oregon fans, um, give them a chance. That's what I say. And I, and I think for the most part. I think part, they're willing to. Yeah, and I think for most Oregon fan I've talked to, they're okay with this hire, especially you got a guy coming from what's been the number one team in the country all year with the best defense in the country to a team that's defense, you know, at, at points has, you know, looked better, at least had better defensive players. So, you know, let's give – Landing a chance, the same way they gave Cristobal a chance, same way they gave Tiger a chance. But uh, Landing's got some, uh, you know, he's got some making up to do. He's a new boyfriend that came in, and you know, you just been, she's been burned a couple times, not literally, but figuratively. She's been burned a couple times, and you know, now they just want some stability. So hopefully, he can bring that for a minute. All right, we got a break coming up next. Uh, we will either what do you what do you want to do? It's going to be a short segment. COVID Blazers. or Urban Meyer? COVID. I'm not talking to Blazers. Well, that's kind of the NBA kind of. This might be the Blazers' only chance to get better. Let's get everybody out.
All right, a quick little COVID update, and then we'll have Hate It or Love It, and then Fantasy Scramble. Get those starts and questions in, 503-250-1080. We'll be back on Football Sunday on the Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.